of this thing, but me either. But I like it. I need I like to be on like the end, away from everybody. No, you I need know. to be right in the, in the middle. middle. I don't know. I don't right know. next to my co-host every Wednesday night, and also Woo! on Hanging with the Boys on <laughs> DallasCowboys.com. The big name, dude. What's up, man? The big hey, fella. Hey, hey, I'm gonna say this right quick, like say it. That's the teammate. Used to be a teammate. Used to be a teammate. Teammate, man. Yeah, we used, well, to hey. work, we used to work at the enemy station a long time ago, brother. Thank you. Well, hey, Nate, while yeah. you're introducing teammates, why don't you introduce your other your teammate there at the end of the table? No, I want you to do it. I, okay. you, you've been very good. I want you to see you get this right okay. with this great okay. guest. Come on. So, teammates back in the 90s, back yeah. in the glory days. Yes, sir. Defensive lineman, the great Russell Maryland. Welcome yes, to the sir. show, Russ. Yes, sir. Yes. First overround pick in what year? 1991. 1991. Well, he yeah. beat out our last guest last week. Yeah. That's Rocket. We picked <laughs> yeah. him over Rocket. That's right. We, That's yeah. Right. We, I want to know that that story. I want to yeah. get into that because I feel like if, if you would have been here last week with Rocket, there might be a little beef Ooh, still yeah. left over from that. But uh, maybe. Maybe. All right. We'll get to that in a little bit. So maybe. what have you been up to, Russell? Oh, man. Uh, really just kind of uh, just in, enjoying retirement and uh, – not trying to do a lot of vocationally just yet. You know, I do some speaking, some motivational speaking and uh, some charity work. But uh, for the most part, I have really uh, taken the time to uh, be with my kids, to, to grow them up. Uh, you know, I have a, my, my daughter, she's, she's out of the house, off through college. <laughs> uh, and uh, now she's working, making it on her own. Uh, I have a senior at the University of Miami. Uh, my, uh, Iris, and then I have uh, uh, my son, who's uh, is, he's my, my my final one. He's my football guy, and uh, he is a, a senior uh, wide receiver, tight end, and uh, so that's basically what I've been doing these last uh, couple of years, trying to grow them up and make sure that they are productive citizens. So you're almost an empty nester. Almost, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Nate said your 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 son is a heck of a football player, right? Oh wow, yes, yes. Uh, I'm. Uh, he makes me so proud. He's uh, uh, a better athlete than I ever thought about being. I mean, he uh, plays wide receiver over at uh, South Lake Carroll High School, and uh, he is, uh, man, he's got like, I don't know how many receptions, but like 500 yards, two more games to go, and uh, like eight touchdowns. Wow. Uh, and he's really, really rocking it. So uh, I'm very proud of uh, Russell Jr. is his name. Or R.J. Maryland. Yeah, yeah. R.J. Maryland, yeah. Wow, man. I'm a big fan of people named R.J. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there, there, there you go. There you go. Are you a good sports dad? Like, you know, like some dads get, like, overbearing and everything. You know what, R.J.? Uh, I am uh, – I just kind of sit back and chill, and uh, for the most part, I let the coaches do yeah. the coaching. I, I don't want to be – the star of the show, or I don't want to be the guy that that guy who used to play and that's uh, trying to tell, <laughs> <laughs> trying to tell everybody what to do, <laughs> trying to tell everybody what to do, you know. Right. And, and I couldn't do it anyway for him because he's a wide receiver. I know absolutely nothing mm-hmm. about running routes or catching balls. So you know, if it ain't about putting my hands in the dirt and trying to plug up holes, then I'm gonna sit back. But even if uh, my son wore a defensive lineman, I think I'd probably sit back and let the coaches coach and uh, you know just uh, you know what I do with my son. This is what I do. When we get home and uh, he said, Dad, let's watch the practice. And I watch yeah. practice and I really just kind of talk to him overall about the mentality of the game and, you know, uh, how to go 100 percent or how to, you know, the things that I learned that kept me going that are just that every football player every, at every position needs to know. And, you know, and, and, and I don't know if you got time, but 
you ought to tell the story of how you got to the University of Miami. Oh. He all gut, all guts and glory, man. I'm <laughs> telling you. Let's hear it. Yeah, yeah. We, we got we plenty got, of time. Yeah. Oh, we got plenty and of time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nate, yeah. Tell so you got. Nate's got to send out a tweet, and it's going to take him at least the first <laughs> got, segment or two it. of the show. So we got I plenty got, of time. I got it. <laughs> Thank you, Shannon. I got it. <laughs> well, well, to start that story, I grew up south side of Chicago. Uh, you know, 1970s, 1980s, and it wasn't nothing special about me. I was the middle child of uh, three boys. Uh, my mom worked for the Chicago Police Department as an accountant, so I saw her work hard every day, get up er early every morning, fix us breakfast, get out. And uh, my father, he worked for a better part of 30 years for the Chrysler Corporation. He was one of the first African-American uh, zone managers in the Chicagoland area. So he got up early. He traveled a lot different dealerships, taking orders and all of that. So I saw him working hard every day. And so they kind of instilled in me that uh, anything that, that I was to do, that I needed to work hard at it. And uh, I, I, I started playing football. We didn't have the peewee leagues like they have here in Texas. I didn't start till I was 13 years old and freshman. It's the first time I put on the pads, and I was terrible. <laughs> I sucked. I sucked bad. Were you a big kid, though? I was pretty big. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty big, okay. uh, uh, you know, as a 13-year-old freshman. And uh, uh, I, I, I would get nervous before every game. I just, you know, just wasn't confident at all. Uh, but as a, you know, sophomore year, I got a little bit taller, a little bit bigger, a little bit better until when I was a senior, I was a 325-pound 17-year-old senior. <laughs> I was pretty big. Uh, and uh, so it was one thing that I knew that I could do by the time that I was a senior is I could move people around, mm -hmm. offensively and defensively. So I played both ways. And uh, so um, just uh, – but I wasn't considered one of the tops in the Chicagoland areas. Thousands of kids playing yeah. Chicagoland football. I wasn't top at anything. But, um, uh, you know, I got one scholarship offer. And that was the Indiana State University. Mm -hmm. I could have been a sycamore. There you go. <laughs> right. Yeah, Larry Bird. That's it. Larry Bird. <laughs> it was like, who else played here? Uh, yeah. Larry Bird. Larry Did Bird. I tell you Larry Bird? <laughs> <laughs> but my father, uh, unbeknownst to me, he really wanted me to go to the University of Miami. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, didn't I wasn't really a college football fanatic. Uh, but my father had plans for me that I didn't know about. So he made me turn down the scholarship. Uh, to, the only scholarship offer to Indiana State. And uh, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, oh, I just listened to my dad. You know, my dad uh, he was bigger than I was. That's so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wow. Okay. laughs> Maryland. But yeah, strong. yeah. And, uh, I don't know nobody go against James Maryland. So, <laughs> um, And so, uh, you know, he sent a, a VHS tape of mine. He put all of my plays together. And that was the first year in 1986 that we got video. 1985 wow. season, and right. uh, he put uh, my, uh, some clips of my tapes together. Highlights. Highlights, yep, and uh, sent it to the University of Miami. And uh, just, uh, I guess it got uh, looked at by the head guy at the time, Jimmy Johnson. And Jimmy Johnson said, uh, just go take a look at this kid. He's pretty, uh, he's a fat kid, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a fat kid. He's a fat kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he's, he's got some potential. And uh, so long story short, um, on the they were recruiting another big-name guy, a guy named Mel Ag. I don't yeah, know if you remember yeah, Mel. Mel, I remember. Uh, Mel Ag was the guy. He had committed to the University of Miami in 1986 up until the signing date. And in the signing date, it was between University of Miami and Illinois. And he chose to go to Illinois. And so Coach Hubbard Alexander, right. who was recruiting me, who was recruiting us, he said, hey, it, he's gone, and 
you know, you're the man. You, you still you still need a scholarship? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> and I got the last scholarship to the wow. University of Miami wow. in 1986. And I'll yes. take this f- story even further. Y'all remember Jimmy? Jimmy, we called yeah. him. What what we call Jimmy? Who Jimmy Johnson? Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson? No, no, no. I'm talking Coach. about oh. the defensive tackle. Jimmy. Oh, Coach. Jimmy, Jimmy Jones. Swampy. Jimmy Jones. Swampy. Swampy. Jones. We called him Swampy. Swampy. And Swampy, Swampy. was. Do one we want to know why you called him Swampy? Hey. Swampy was from Okeechobee, Florida. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. I thought okay. it was for sweat. Yeah. Sweat yeah, there in certain areas. There you go. Yeah. He was one of the most when he wanted to be. He was one of the most talented guys in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think we what, we got him in the third round, second round, or whatever. But yeah. anyway, we we got we the Cowboys drafted him, mm-hmm. and that's who Russ always had to compete against. Yeah, he always had to compete against him. He had sixteen one tens. Yeah, you know, Swampy don't want to make him. Russ make him. So hey, <laughs> Russ get the start. Then Russ builds into who Russ we know today. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. His story is to me one of the greatest stories untold. Y'all need to do one of them. Deep blues on what Russ came through and what he and how wow. he. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. We know somebody that might be able to make yeah, that Nick, happen. Yeah, Nick need yeah. to make that happen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you remember? Uh, how do you remember Russ as, as a teammate once he got to the pros, once y'all were on the same team? He, he came here as a professional. Mm-hmm. See, you know, I didn't come as a professional. I came as a, you know, for lack of a better word, just immature. Mm-hmm. He came as a professional. He knew what he wanted to do. He knew what Coach Johnson stood for and the ethics and the work ethics and the discipline. And he was the guy, man. I'm telling you, I told, when he went to the Raiders, I, this other great defensive lineman played for Clemson. I can't even remember his name. Came to me and said, you know, man, Russ got great instincts. He won't never follow him. If they tell him to stay at the A-gap, Russ going to stay at the A-gap. But he'll tell you before the play, ball coming here. Look for it right here. He said he just started making the plays because Russ. <laughs> I can't think of the great player from Clemson. You might be talking about Chester McLaughlin. Chester McLaughlin. Yeah. He told yeah, me at the Pro Bowl. He said, man, Russ one of the greatest dudes in the world. He got great, great instincts, but he need to follow. You know? <laughs> All right, fellas, let's take our first break when we come back. These Dallas Cowboys had a week off, but you know what? It wouldn't be the Dallas Cowboys without a little bit of drama. Yeah, man. Something happened with the uh, with the depth chart today. Yes, it did, man. You got a quarterback that, 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 you know, has a little bit of an injury. Did he practice? Did he not? Let's get some of that info on these current Dallas Cowboys. We'll take our first break. When we come back, all of that and more, you're listening to Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
SWBC Mortgage's Cowboys Crosstalk. Yeah, check this out. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Here, and I, normally I would say with our special guest, but we have special guests tonight. Welcome to the show, back to the show, R.J. Choppy of 105.3, the fan fame. To his right, the great Nate Newton. Nate New. And to his right, his former teammate, back in the good old days, the 90s Cowboys. They coming back, baby. Russell, Maryland. (laughs) Welcome to the show, And Russ, before we get back to it, did you know that at SWBC they have customized solutions for individuals and businesses and they're just a click away? I did not know that. Don't do like Nate. Don't do it on the show. Wait till after the show. Visit visit SWBC.com to learn more and start your next adventure. Let's speak about those those Cowboys coming back, Nate. What, What? what we had a bye week, right? Yes, we did. The Cowboys are five and one. Yes, we. Yeah. Did you, RJ? Start with you. Did yeah. you see this coming? Yeah. Did you see five and one coming out of the bye week coming at all? Well, I'm six and zero oh in picking the games correctly. Uh, the week of, okay. you know, as they go. But no, I thought like four or two. I thought they would have lost to Tampa. Okay. And then lost to New England, like before the season started. Yeah. Uh, I just thought you know going to New England before a bye. Because the week of the bye is the tough one, right? That's, That's where right. your mind wanders. Right. right? That's where right. your mind starts to wander. Yeah. Uh, so I had it four and two. But five, yeah. I mean, they, this team has played, they've played 6-0 and oh football. Yeah. I mean, you have a right. lead against the champs in the final minute. I mean, you're playing 6-0 and oh football. That's your only loss. No, but I didn't see five and one in the way they've done it. I mean, this is, I mean, just buy your tickets, man. Yeah. <laughs> Russ, what you thinking, Russ? What you thinking? You know, you know I'm thinking, you know, for the games that I watch, I don't, you know, if my son asks me to watch them, I watch them. But for the right. most part, I'll just see the highlights and I, I look at, uh, the, the, you know, the leadership of it. And I try to I make comparisons, you right. know. I think uh, Dak is a great leader. Right. Uh, I think, uh, you know, he's bringing along Zeke and right. uh, he's bringing the offense along. And uh, the defense just has to, you know, has to keep up with him. You know, I think overall, especially defensively, Really playing over and above what people expected out of him, mm-hmm. and that's the and that's the great uh, surprise of the whole season, to have this guy Diggs making all these interceptions. Yeah. I mean, come on, man, that just uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, really, for, when if I zero it in, I look at a guy like Randy Gregory, who from where he came from, when I was uh, helping right. helping the Cowboys out a couple right. of years ago, from to see the leaps and bounds that he's come from, and now he's just. Come turned into a, a heck of a player. I'm loving it. So when I see those uh, steps that are made by guys like that, then I, I, I just have nothing but kudos for all of them. Nate, you're the biggest homer on this panel. Yes, I am. Yeah, you are. You, yes, I am. You pick them to go 16 or 17 and 0 every year. Yes, but, I do. But did you see them realistically playing this kind of football this early in the season? I, I saw a defense that was automatically better just because they got new players. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's how terrible we yeah. was last year, Chop. I mean, just by lining up guys, saying, you know, that guy's just better because he lined up right. Yeah. And we got guys now that are <laughs> lining up right and trying to mature. I didn't, you know, I'm always pick the Cowboys every week, every week to win. I can see and I can vision. But I, I was like, man, and, you know, I put on my little paper, you know, win, 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 but I left some blanks. Like, I, I thought we'd be three and three at best mm, yeah. because – of one thing, we did not, fellas, we did not have a defense last year. I don't no, care right. how you want to put it. Diggs was getting it took to him. He came back and downloaded all of this, digested this, and now he's a better player. Gregory's got a base upon him where he's played a full training camp, 
no hiccups. Yeah. And he's done what he had to do. Now, even Anthony Brown, you can see sunlight because he's playing with more confidence. You know, and, and he's, he's mm -hmm. a better player because he understands now that what he has to do. Jordan Lewis understands, I'm a slot corner. If I see something over here, don't worry about it. Yeah. See, just little things that I noticed from last year where guys would think they can take the game to their own yeah. hand, they're not doing that this year because they have a coach in Quinn that says, this is what I'm expecting of you. If you don't do it, we'll find another place for you. And didn't last year, like, interior of the defensive line, they had guys, like, that shouldn't be in that spot oh, last year. Brother, don't even – you know what? Don't even get and it. It killed the that. linebackers too. It hurts them. It, it, did, it didn't kill them and annihilate them because one of them ain't even here because of that bad defensive line we had last year. And we still need some growing because I'm going to jump a little bit ahead. Like I told my guys on the show here, uh, Shannon, and what we do during the week, if our middle of our defense, if they fix that, I fear no one. I fear no one. If they can fix the middle of that defense, with Gallimore coming back, and if they can find something, because I'm not, I'm not going to believe in Tristan Hill. I'm sorry. You got to show me. But Gallup showed me flashes, and, I, and if he come back and can stop that, help stop that run, yep. I, I fear and, no and, one. I mean, I take, you take it back to 91. And uh, when, when I came in and, you know, we had uh, guys like Danny Noonan, yeah. Dean Hamill, and, you know, I love those guys, but they were like, you're the number one pick in the draft. You, you're going to figure it out on your own. Right, right. But the thing about it, I was well-trained in my years at the University of Miami, Butch Davis, on yeah. how to play the run. Yeah. And that was the number one thing, was playing the run. And it didn't matter. I was the number one pick, and you know, I don't know what people were expecting of me to make all kinds of sacks, but my specialty was against the run. Right. Holding – Big offensive lineman like Nate <laughs> off of uh, my linebackers, off of Dixon Networks, off of uh, Ken Norton, yeah. and letting those linebackers run behind me. And if they make the tackle, that's great. If I make the tackle, it's great. But it all starts on playing the run up front. And in the last couple of years, especially last year, I looked at how some of our, uh, especially the interior linemen, weren't playing the run as well as they could have been, and we were getting gassed. And if you can't stop the run, you can't get off the field. You can't. R.J., Nate said just by getting new players, he knew they were going to get better. One, did you see this? I think everybody that knows the Cowboys well thought if they could get yeah. middle-of-the-pack defense 17 or, yeah. or better that this was a contender. But did you see them getting this better this fast? And what do you attribute it to? I mean, he's kind of right. I mean, just by getting new players, like just by getting on the field, they were never going to be as bad as they were last year. Like there was really no way that it, teams don't – have I mean look at the teams at the top of the defense last year Rams Bucks they've dropped down Washington they've dropped back a little bit it's hard it's almost impossible to maintain your same defense year to year they were going to be better because they weren't going to get I mean how many fumbles and turnovers they have last year that put them in bad spots right, where you're, right. you're already on your side of the field so you're giving up points that are short fields and you don't know that wasn't going to happen again Zeke's not going to fumble five times in no, six games again no, and Dak no. wasn't going to you know get hurt again knock on wood and you know yeah, right, everybody. Yeah. Um, so I mean, but they he were. Gonna, does, he is hurt, but anyway. Yeah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no. you know, I mean, hurt, hurt. Okay. I mean, hurt, hurt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, man, you're gonna you're gonna be regret this now. Okay. <laughs> Dang, man. But they were just gonna be better, like by default. You and know, then you see Diggs. You know, Diggs second year in. I mean, nobody expected this. Yeah. He downloaded, bro. He like a computer. Mm -hmm. He downloaded, Russ. What you think, Russ? Oh, I tell you what. It comes to a point where things just click. 
Yeah. And uh, for me, it was my third year. And just things, just uh, I felt like I was in the zone. I was like, man, I got this. And you've seen things before. Uh, you know you know when a block is happening. You know when the ball's coming your way. I can say the same thing about Diggs. I mean, you see him over just jumping routes and uh, just taking that ball and just being in the right place at the right time. Uh, as, as Nate says, you download and it's like you, you play in a zone and you, you're ready. You, you're just like, hey, I'm here and I'm ready to play. I, this is what bothers me. You know, and, and I say what I say because when I talk to Coach Quinn during training camp, mm-hmm. I stopped him just two times. I said, Coach, I'm not going to be one of them guys. I can see film and, and get a, a good understanding of what's going on. W- what made you get the kid from Kentucky? What made you like Han- uh, um, Hampton? What, what, uh, what is it? Bohanna. Bo- Bo- no, not Bohanna, the other kid with an H, the other big stucky, stocky kid. But anyway, I'm asking him about these players. I'm asking him about Parsons. And he said, this is my role I see for him. This is my role I see for him. This is my role. He had a role for every player. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm not asking them to do nothing more than what – that was Jimmy. Yep. That, in, in, in a nutshell. I've seen Jimmy cuss coaches. I, what is he doing in the game in this situation anyway? Right. right. Mm-hmm. Don't put a kid in a position to fail. Put a kid, that's what you do as a coach. That's what we did not do last year, be it the Zoom meetings. Yeah. Defensively, we did – None of our guys should have been standing up. D-Law, Everson Griffin, none of them guys should have been standing up. They should have been down with their hands in the dirt, and you should have been playing the, the type of defense. Now, we weren't going to fix the middle of our defense. Done, Terry Poe was not ready to play for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. He had already shut it down, yeah. him and a few other guys. And so that's why I say these guys knew who they were. Yeah. Everybody has a role. I mean, yeah. Coach, Coach Johnson is uh, basically his three edicts were – Get good players, get rid of the bad players. <laughs> <laughs> Those good players that you have, put them in a position to be successful. Yeah, that's it's, it. It's, it's, it's simple. It's simple. Nate, but, in the beginning, were you one of the good players that he was trying to get or one of the bad players he was uh, trying no, to get rid of? You know what? <laughs> the, 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 thing, the thing about it is, I, see, I know my story. Uh, I wasn't given gr- great grades to Coach Johnson by my former staff. Mm-hmm. But Coach Johnson had an eye for film. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't have a problem with this dude. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, the weight going to be a challenge, but look at his feet. Mm-hmm. He can move people off the ball. He, he, he knew talent. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of times you let the girth get in the way of what you're trying to look at. You, let, you can't see the, the, the athlete for the fat. <laughs> he saw the athlete, baby. He saw the athlete. Hey, Come on, we got two same, more right up in here. Same Come here. on, man. Same, I, can, on. I can attest because yeah. uh, if he saw the fat uh, for me coming out of Chicago, man, yeah. I'd still been in Chicago right now yeah. today. Yeah. But he saw he saw the feet. He saw the, a little bit of speed there. Yeah. He said, "You know what? This guy, you know, he's uh, not necessarily and determination, a, bro. Yeah, yeah. He said you know, he's not necessarily a prospect or the best prospect, but he could be a project that we can work with." All right, we're going to take our next break. Before we go to break, RJ, did the, did the depth chart come out after y'all's show this morning? It did, yes. Okay. That depth chart was I, nice. I want to get, since you haven't had a chance to talk about the depth chart, it came up in Coach McCarthy's press conference. Nate has an opinion on it. I want to get your and Russell's opinion on it when we come back. You're listening to Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
SWBC Mortgages Cowboys Crosstalk. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Join the more than 120,000 customers that SWBC Mortgage has helped to find their happier way home. Visit SWBCMortgage.com. Wait till after the show and find a pro today. Welcome back to the show. Shannon Gross. R.J. Choppy, Nate Newton, and Russell Maryland here at right. Cowboys Club in Frisco, <laughs> Texas. Yeah. And R.J. Yeah. does a little morning drive show that was a little bit too early this morning to, to see the, <laughs> the depth chart update that Coach McCarthy, uh, I guess, I don't I guess he had to address in his, address. Uh, his yeah, morning press yes. conference. Let's just put it that way. And when uh, one Lyle Collins wound up being uh, not he, – he's back in the rotation this week, and he's not listed as a starter. He's listed as a backup, I guess, uh, what, do you, what would you say, tackle guard? Yeah, right slash. tackle, he's a backup. And the left guard, he's a backup. And, what, and I'm going to tell you the unique thing about that is normally you have a swing tackle. Right. Mm-hmm. But he ain't swing tackle. He's yeah. swing – Everything. Yeah. You know, he's just yeah. swinging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, for you to be specific at two positions, yeah. uh, which position he played back in 16, the left guard, I'm, you know, and what I was impressed about was Coach McCarthy must have got in front of the mirror and practiced <laughs> the attack that came at him and the different angles that the, that the local media brought at him. And he just answered. He was dealing, oh, wasn't he? he was dealing, wow. man. That's what I liked about it. Uh-huh. It, it wasn't, he didn't take time to get a normal, well, let me think about this so I can get it right. It's like He's like, hey, Rich prepped him. Rich got him yeah, right. Yeah, Rich did. From Lyle all the way to Dak. I mean, and he was changing stories in the middle of each time, but he was kind of getting – he was being consistent. So yeah, I like that. So, RJ, does that mean to you that they're just trying to get him back in, quote, unquote, football shape? Or does that mean that he's they're, – he's, they're possibly, okay, this is your new role? Well, you know what Tuesday is. <laughs> What's Tuesday? Isn't that the deadline? Mm, that is the deadline. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's ugly. Uh, that's ugly, hard to know, right? It got that's really, trade deadline. Wow. It got that's really trade deadline. Yeah, really you that don't know, that's the trade that choppy boy. You GM choppy, talk to <laughs> Man, I, 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 There's like 31 teams I could be the GM for. Not this one, but 31 other, right? I don't know what I don't know what it, I don't know what to make of it because usually, like, I don't know when when you come back. Do you do you think you most time you just get your job back if i know you, i know if, it didn't happen with somebody yeah, here if you number the, four kept it yeah you're right mm-hmm. if you are the better player mm-hmm. or what happens is you win with this one guy yeah and so we knew with Dak, it was over 12 13 games that yeah. they won yeah it was a lot and it was big winners. it was like an 11 game win yeah. streak yeah. but you, you don't stop that yeah but now to me and i'm thinking even to the guy that works with y'all brought I think Lyle is the better right tackle. But Coach McCarthy ain't seen but one game out of him. Yeah. And, co- and, and, and this is what really hurt me this morning is one of our podcast members, our Amber Garcia, is I think her name? Mm-hmm. She said, I don't care what they do as long as Dak's standing up at the end of the game <laughs> and help. Yeah, right. So <laughs> I, that made me think. That, Russ, what you think, man? Normally, if you better than the other guy, you get your job back. Yeah, you, you, you would think. But uh, I, I honestly believe that Coach McCarthy is maybe sending a message to him. Just basically yeah. say, hey, um, you know, just get your mind right. Get yourself together. 
and uh, you know, just think about some things. Get to, get to. Uh, I, I think it might be a motivational type of thing yeah, right, for right. Lyle. And uh, for some players, just being sat down like that really, uh, you know, gets them motivated. So I yeah. think it could be like a motivating uh, gesture on Coach McCarthy's part for him. Yeah, maybe, maybe conditioning-wise, he ain't, he ain't ready yet. Although, I mean, it's not like he's come back from an injury. It's yeah, because he's been working so with Brits. So. He's been yeah. working, so yeah. it's probably not a conditioning thing. And I don't want to say it's a punishment thing because he's already been punished. Mm-hmm. But maybe it is a message that they're trying to send. And then also the, the continuity of it all. I mean, you're doing good with, you. the, with Steel yeah. in there. So it's kind of like, oh, man, you, know, you don't want to you know, just leave, leave what you got alone. So yeah, that, that could be, uh, that could be what, it, what it is, too. See, the thing is, I, I, I would like to talk to Lyle. Yeah. I, I really would. But Lyle, he's an he's a ultimate professional. He's not going to divulge anything. So, but the guy that gets a chance to talk to Lyle are his agent because agents don't care. They will talk. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I would like to know because, to me, Lyle is the better right tackle, but he's also better than the left guard. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm saying in my mind, what what is Coach doing? But then I remember what the young lady said this morning. At the end of the game, I need number four standing up and as healthy as he can be. What what is going on? What what are what's the conversation like today when this came out in the offensive line room? Knowing that Lyle's a guy, he's a veteran, he's a guy that's been on this team, that's worked, that's a great player. You know, what's that what's that talk like? Like when he comes in and they see that, is it is it kind of you don't really talk about it or you are you cracking jokes like, oh, man, you lost your job? <laughs> like, cl- what are they doing? The, the closest thing that ever happened to that was Coach Johnson. See, that's one thing I remind about Coach Johnson. I don't know Coach McCarthy and his tactic. But I remember when they wanted Eric at right tackle. Mm-hmm. Coach Johnson came right in our meeting and said, I don't care what y'all do. I'm serious. I want Eric, Eric Williams as my starting right tackle. Mm. I was the starting right tackle at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I tell people, I'm happy-go-lucky, but yeah. you messing with my money. Yeah. I went and ran Coach Johnson down right before the next practice. It was two a day. I said, look here, man, you told me when you threw me at this right tackle, which I didn't want to be, either I was going to be cut or play right tackle. I'm still one of the best five offensive linemen. Do I go back home to my left guard? The next day, I'm sitting at left guard. I'm, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Gogan was upset. Kevin Gogan yeah. like, I can't believe that I just lost my job. Because the Eric Coast Nation have lost his job. No, I, I, I know politics too. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I tell you what, a, a similar situation happened with me uh, when my the fifth year that I was there, 1995 season, when Dion came. Right. So Dion came in, and that kind of just shuffled some things over the money. Well, it's a cap year, right? First cap, cap year. Yeah. So it, and so uh, I, I got a tip uh, between one practice. From a, from a media guy, I said, hey, Russ, man, I heard you about to get traded. <laughs> I said, oh, really? <laughs> I, said, I was like, well, I'll be there. <laughs> and so, uh, I, so I, I, I couldn't do nothing about it. And then uh, I went through practice, and people were looking at me funny, you know, and I was, I was like, man. So as soon as after practice, I called my agent. I was like, hey, what's going on? And uh, I talked to the secretary. The secretary said, oh, your agent's, the agent's not in the office uh, at this moment. Uh, I'll just leave a message. Unbeknownst to me, my agent was flying here. And Troy and I had the right. same agent. Right. And so uh, I, didn't, I, I heard from him after I saw Troy coming out of the office with my agent at the time. 
and they had redone Troy's contract. So that saved me. Right, right. That saved me. So uh, he called me up. He's like, oh, you know, hey, things happen like that. Don't worry. Go get some rest, uh, you know. And <laughs> go get some rest. <laughs> go get some rest. Go get some rest. If you can sleep. If you can fall asleep, go get some rest. I was nervous as heck, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm telling you, uh, Kevin Gogan, one thing I loved about Kevin, whereas they knew I would have took it and not said a lot, and I'd still been that same having fun type guy yeah. mm -hmm. and looking at people kind of crazy. But Kevin Gogan was not happy the rest of the year. Kevin was vocal when it was not disrupting the team. He did not disrupt the team. But whenever he had a chance to take a shot at the coaches, he took a shot. You know how Kevin yep, Gogan. Yep, you know, okay. Intelligent, smart way. You know, he let everybody know. And the first chance he got, he went to the Raiders. And uh, that, but we were a very, very good team. And we had starters at backup. I yep, would have been yep. a starter at backup. Kevin Gogan, John Geese, we had starters at backup. Yeah. Yeah, we had the luxury. Yeah. D-line D also. I mean, yeah. We rotating yeah. three or four defensive tackles in between uh, me, Tony Casillas, Chad Henning, Leon Lett. I mean, it would be times I, you know, I come in there in fourth quarter, man, I'd be fresh and ready right. to go and, and beat guys down, you know, because we had that rotation. We had a lot of good depth. And, see, the thing that's amazing is that Cowboys have that in their offensive line. Now, we – I don't like comparing eight uh, eras, but I, our guys were way better. For us, I'm talking about our, our center is a question mark. He's growing and getting better. I'm talking about the day's center. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't have no question mark. It was Big Baby, Stepnoski, and the other kid that we, another guy we got from uh, from from the uh, from the Colts, and a uh, big yeah. bruiser guy. Mm -hmm. And so they were all starters. And so. The league is more thinner now. Ray Donaldson. Yeah, Ray Donaldson. Yeah. So we had. Well, it's a cap league yeah. now. I mean, you can't. Yeah, keep you that. can't I mean, keep yeah. the, that great player. So now you got Lyle, and I know, I know he may shake Coach Hand and say, "I'll do whatever it takes," but he ain't. He, his yeah. agent getting the earful. Yeah, there's, there's, two, getting there there's really two ways you can build a team now. A lot of stars and no bench. Right. Or no mm -hmm. stars and a big bench. That's yeah. right. I mean, it's just like you got to pick your poison. Yes, sir. That's, and that's, that's one thing that I think this team has that they haven't had in a while is offense and defense. You have you have a little bit of depth as yes, to where before it was like you were going to get yeah. guys off the couch to, hey, we need you to play this week mm -hmm. and plugging them right in. So that's. Not the talent, not the not the near the depth you guys had in the '90s, but I think this is a luxury that they have this year that they haven't had in a long time on both sides of the ball. That bad year last year allowed Coach Philbin, Coach Kellen. Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Did I say Kellum right? You said it with an, with an N on the end instead of an M. So, yeah. Kellum. You're getting Kellum. better. Every week. You know what they get? Let, 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 me, let, let me say this right here about, about Kellum Moore, uh, which I used to criticize totally last year. Oh, I like to crush him. Shannon to tell you. But he's grown. The players have grown. Mm -hmm. And I'm a, and I told and I told everybody this today on a, our podcast. Kellum, a little secret here. If you do become a head coach next year, you better take Coach Field. Mm. You better take him. That's your MVP so yeah. far. Yes, sir. You better staff. take Coach Field. What do you what do you think, RJ? What do you Coaching-wise, who's your MVP on the coaching staff? A lot of people are going to say Dan Quinn. Nate thinks it's Philbin. Oh, yes, sir, without a Some doubt. Some people may say Kellen Moore, Kellen, Kellen Moore with the way he's calling plays. Who, who do you – The kid from Boise. Who do you think? I, I mean, look, the offense is 
unstoppable right now. I, I don't know that – I mean, you got to give a lot of credit to Kellen, but, I mean, you've got Dak. To you've got C- To Kellen Moore. Okay. <laughs> you, you, got, you, got, uh, you got Dak, you got CD, you got Amari, you got Zeke playing, playing well again, and the O-line's giving them room to run. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's – it's almost on cruise control. I, I think it has to be Dan Quinn. He did, the, he did the one thing he had to do is that he made – he simplified the defense, and he, made, he allowed the players to play spots – that 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 fits their skill set. Yes, and and we just didn't see that in the, the defensive line last year. Those guys are playing out of position a lot of times, and it, that that to me, that changed the entire course of this team. This team was having to win games because of Dak was putting up 44, 44 points last year in in the few games that he played, and now they can win a normal football game. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it, it, not not a rat race. They can win a normal game. Right, right. Wow. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Um, even though I haven't looked at it that closely, but uh, I'd have to say just basically on what I've heard about Coach Quinn, I had a chance to meet him when he was at Atlanta. Uh, my boy Cortez Kennedy, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he uh, really knew him well when he's, uh, you know, uh, at the Seahawks and uh, afterwards. Uh, Coach Quinn has really been able to put guys in position to just uh, to, to improve. And you see that steady improvement over this, uh, this year from last year. And uh, so I'd have to, I'd have to agree with you, RJ, on Coach Quinn. All right, man, time flies when you have a, a when you're in great yeah, company. I know, man. man. The show is almost over, but we have one more segment, and we'll save the best for last. Let's, let's when we come back, let's talk. Are we worried about Dak? Nope. And then there's a football game up north on Sunday against possibly the second best team they faced so far. The more I look at this game, the more I get worried. Once right. I, when I look back at who they played and the margin of victory and who they've beaten, I'm starting to get worried. I thought this was going to be, oh, yeah, they're going to they're gonna kill these guys. But I'm, I'm getting a little worried. I want to get y'all's take on that. On All that and maybe he more way to Mexico, y'all. When, we, when we come back here, <laughs> listen to Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
SWBC Mortgage's Cowboys Crosstalk. Yeah, check this out. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Back to the final segment of the show, and what a show it's been. Shannon Gross joined by R.J. Choppy to his right. The great Nate Newton, and to his right, our guest of honor tonight, Russell Maryland. Final right, segment. Right. Thanks for joining us, Russ. Thank and be- you for having me. Before we get into the last segment of current Cowboys football, believe it or not, and you wouldn't know by being around him or listening to him, but Nate's a very humble guy. Yo. <laughs> Nate doesn't like to talk about himself. Uh-huh. I want to know, we have an opportunity. You guys used to go against each other in practice. Yeah. What was Nate like? On the football field. Man, I'll tell you what, uh, competitor. Uh, you know, always happy-go-lucky, fun, cracking jokes. But when it came down to practicing, Nate was a competitor. I remember going up against him plenty of times, one-on-one pass rush Yeah, drills. yeah, yeah. Oh, man, you know, I, I, I tried my best to, <laughs> you know, do some moves and get Nate to go, ah, you know, get back to the quarterback, have Nate clap them hands. Ah, got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, wow. But uh, so that was – You remember that? that? Yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> but, but it, you know, it, uh, Nate had his uh, time where I would be the one that uh, – I'm going to tell you, our rotation was so great, and he named it Casillas, Hennon, him. Uh, Leon. Leon. These were all three different, all four different type built guys. Yeah. yeah. And you weren't going to never get the same. So you couldn't lock in on a guy in practice. Like now you can kind of lock in on a guy in practice because the talent, but you couldn't never lock in. You yeah. got three, di- four different rushes every time. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. You know, and, uh, I, and even in practice, they wanted us to go through a couple of times, you know, how, how they replace guys. But we had to stand there all through two rounds of it. They wanted you to go through two rounds. Two times, you go out, go against Russ two times. Russ leave out, then here go Leon. Oh, so man. I got to wait all the way till they get back. And now I'm looking at Leon. Okay, what do I remember in film that Leon going to do? Well, I know his arms are going to be eight inches longer than mine. So, <laughs> so it, 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 it was competitive, man. But I'm telling you uh, – that was then, this is now. And, and, and it was the same way this year for, for our defense. Mm-hmm. It was, they were much better pass rushes. They gave our offensive line and training camp much better pass rushes. It, it was something to go back and look at this year. And it, that was a good thing. The main thing about that is iron sharpens iron. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, you know, back in 91 or whether it's uh, happening today, you go out there and you make – each other better. Stepnowski. Yeah. Uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't talk a whole bunch, you know, uh, during, uh, you know, off the field. But when it came to practice, he gave me his best. Yeah. And I gave him my best. And I knew that anybody that I went up against wouldn't be better than the guys that I was going up against, mm-hmm. whether it be Larry Allen, Stepnowski, <laughs> Ray <Man>. Donaldson, <laughs> Big Nate, John Giesick, Gogan. I mean – uh, I knew it wasn't those, those guys. I had the best throughout the week. Sundays would be easy. I'm going to tell you something. Ain't that amazing? I'm going to tell you what was amazing is I didn't care who you was. You would rather practice against me any day than go over against Larry Allen or Eric Wee. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, and see, the thing about we had, we brother-in-law, everybody brother. You, we brother-in-law because on certain days, you're like, man, I ain't feeling it today. Yo, man, don't kill me today, you know. You know, you know, don't don't do this to me today. <laughs> Take me, and I, yeah. And I'm telling you, even Tony Tobert, which I hope he'll be on the show in December, who used to go hard all the time. 
him and Big E. Done worked out a scheme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because Jimmy demanded that you practice at a high level. He demanded that. So even when you brother-in-law, you better be giving a credit. <laughs> RJ, this team, 35 or more points four weeks in a row. If they do it again this week, they set a franchise record Ooh. for most most 35-point games or more wow. in franchise history. In a row. In a row. In a row. Yeah, in a row. What do you – what do you – what do you – how do you put Dak into words of what he's doing? Because the one the one thing I I love Dak, great human, great leader, has done everything at every level anyone's ever asked him, and everybody's been like, he's okay, he's okay. The one thing I've always been a little worried about is I've never seen him put a team on his back consistently when they needed to, and he did it in New England when he had a terrible game, and he went right down the field, and they wound up winning the game, and I'm like, okay, yeah. he, he's all right, he's 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 elite to me now what he's doing so what do you think about Dak and are you worried about his worried about the the calf injury um no I'm not worried about it uh everything I mean long term I'm not worried about I mean it may impact him this week but I mean in terms of him and how he's played this year I mean it's almost like it's like he's got the answers to the test now like, he knows what's coming. Like, there's nothing that he hasn't seen. Yeah. And you always think around, like, year six, that those guys, year six, they make that jump. And, you know, for me, what, what, I, what I've noticed is, and, and you'll see a lot of guys, like, they, they can't do this, and then they finally figure out that they have to just be patient and they can't get that big play all at once. And if it has to be a three-yard run, then it's got to be a three-yard run. Mm-hmm. And if it's got to be a short pass, it's got to be a short pass. And, he, and he's always done a good job of doing that, I think. But this year it just seems like, his mind's kind of like in that zone where he knows what the defense is going to do. He's a step ahead of them. He's using his talent, he's using his mind, and, and he's not really having to use his feet all that much either. Mm, yeah. Big rush. rush. So what I would say as far as uh, my, my important thing on the team, uh, you know, when, when I played, we broke, I broke the uh, season up into four quarters. And Coach Johnson always used to drive in us as far as the game the fourth quarter, you have to be the strongest. Mm. You have to win the fourth quarter. And I just – I took that as you have, we have to win the fourth quarter of the season. I've seen uh, lots of flash, you know, with the Cowboys teams in the past doing well all the way up until December, and then they trail off, mm-hmm. trail off, and then go right. into the playoffs or not and, and uh, peter out. Uh, I think the most important – you know, it's great that they're winning now, great that they're 5-1. and one. In the second quarter of the season, you know, I know we got an extra game and everything, but uh, talk to me in December. Thank you. you. These guys are doing yeah. in December. Yeah. And that's going to tell you. Because that, that elite word just – we throw that around like it's – like you know, and I'm not looking at you, Shannon, because I know you're looking at me. I'm looking right <laughs> at you. Yeah. We throw that elite thing around like it – you know, I don't – it ain't but four or five elite quarterbacks, and, and they all got one thing in common. Super you know, Bowls. Yeah. And mm-hmm. NFC and AFC championship games. Yeah. And, and I keep telling everybody, just when you get in the tournament, the tournament, or whatever you want to call it, anything can happen. <laughs> tuna no, no. The tournament. The tournament. The tournament. You, you can pick the out tuna-mel. what I just said. You, 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 you can pick out what I just said, but it ain't failed yet, Russ. The first week, all the trash get delivered. The second week, all the garbage get taken out. And now you got the elite players playing in the third week. That's, right. Right, that's how it's going to go every time. If your team is legit, 
it will be in the second round, and it will win in the second round, and you will be in the NFC or AFC Championship game. Now, anything can happen, a la Tom Brady versus the, the, the Green Bay Packers yeah. last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell of a game. A lot of interceptions thrown, but the defense rolls up. Four. Then it gets to Tampa the ball Bay. bounces which way. Thank you. Right? You Thank know? you. All those teams, they're all they're all equal when you Thank get to that you. level. Yeah. I mean, the ball bounces a little bit your way and then. So now, yeah. that word elite, you know, I, I reserve that for a few. You know. Mm. So I'm, I'm Shannon, we're going to go back and forth on this. I know you're going to attack me We got plenty of seasons. We're going to attack you tomorrow. Nate uh, went on the show and told me uh, Dak is an elite. No, I didn't say he wasn't elite. I'm just saying. He ain't did elite yet. That's all right. We, we can agree to disagree. All right, real quick, let's go around nice, the table. Nice suit. Oh, thank you. Um, nice T-shirt. Uh, RJ, <laughs> you, it may be too early in the week for you to do this, but can, can, do you have a little prediction for Sunday night, and what do the Cowboys need to do to win? I, look, I, I do think it is going to be a, a tough game. That's not an easy place to play. Yeah, uh, right. It's very, very loud. This might be their hardest road contest they've had. Right. It's probably a louder place than New England or, or L.A., um, maybe Tampa, but I, I think this is going to be their toughest road environment. But I think they win. I mean, Kirk at night, we know what Kirk Cousins at night is. <laughs> yeah, he's like me, quarterback at night. So <laughs> I, 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 I can take think care of We'll eat him up. <laughs> Go ahead, on, Russ. Yeah, I, hey, uh, you know, I love what the Cowboys are doing. If they, if, they, if they won the off week, then they'll win this week. As simple as that. Yeah, if they right. took care of business doing off week. Yes. And I always got the Cowboys at one. Always, baby. All I need to do is win. If I can win me 17 games, one point of time, uh, a piece, I'm good. Every week. Every week. Every week. Cowboys by one. Yeah. Every single Every week. week. Then it can be elite. <laughs> here, we, here we go. Oh, man. What right. you going to do, Shadow? I, I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be really tough. I think they, sh- they could have lost that game in New England. I think this is going to be the same kind of game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be really tough. But I think the Cowboys are going to leave there with a W. Old Mexico. 6-1. RJ, man, you come back anytime. Anytime. Hey. Nate, Thank you. Right. I guess Thank I'll you see guys. you next week. Russ, thank you for having me. We'll see you yeah. in December. You said talk to you in December. There we'll we see go. you then. There we go. <laughs> this has been Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!